again, everybody, and welcome back, man. We're so glad to see you. Come on inside on this smoky afternoon. Thanks, Canada. Appreciate it. But uh, come on inside. The air is nice and clear inside, and hopefully before dusk when we start putting our fireworks off, the smoke will clear out a little bit. We'll celebrate our pre-independence day celebration for the weekend. My name is Brian Deck. I'm glad you joined us for another episode of the Musicians Cafe. I'm here with my co-host, a man who has been known not to shy away from any firework displays out there, Mr. Chris the Mortar Gray. How you feeling, brother? I'm good, man. I do like fireworks. I've been a pyro for my entire life. <laughs> Um, but I think every guy has been at some point, so you can't really blame us. It's something cool. Fire yeah. that explodes in the sky. And yeah, we are celebrating our nation's independence. Uh, so you guys get out there this weekend, um, yeah, for the, the July 4th holiday. Uh, have fun. Be safe. Uh, but in all you do, make sure you have fun. And, I know, And listen right? to some live music, right? Yeah, absolutely. That's for sure. Speaking of celebrating. Yep. We got something to celebrate too, Chris. I don't know if you know that or not, right? We do. It's been. <laughs> I love your music choice. Yeah, that's so funny, right? <laughs> it is one year, brother. How about that? Yeah, that's awesome. It's been exactly a year from today that episode one was released to the Musicians Cafe yeah, podcast. Um, and of course, we had a um, the week before that was a trailer episode. Yeah. Um, but man, we've been at it every week besides Christmas ever since. I look worse and you look better. How'd that work out? I think it's a thing called age. Is that what it is? I don't know. I'm, yeah. I'm getting older too. So Yeah, man. We can let the cat out of the bag too, man. We, we started out celebrating and uh, we had a, a get together from a lot of the guests last night. We're going to talk about that during the show and be do a recap. And uh, we're going to get to all that stuff in a minute. But if you don't mind, Chris, I've got this menu that we always do. Yeah, man. Go for it. Let okay. us know what's going on. I'm going to let it rip. Folks, we'll start off again down at the Tally Ho. Uh, they're announcing shows right and left, by the way. Good shows. But uh, this weekend on Friday night, they have a comedy night with local comedians that are coming in. And then on the first, Saturday night is kind of interesting. It's Elton and Billy face-to-face. It's a tribute of, you guessed it, Elton John and Billy Joel. That sounds kind of fun. Yeah, man. Um, you know, Elton John's somebody who I haven't uh, really been a fan of my entire life uh, until maybe the last five years or so. And then I realized how like some of his stuff is pr- pretty freaking good. It is. It is. And I always tell people, if you, uh, if, you, if you think you don't like Elton, watch the scene in the movie Almost Famous where they sing Tiny Dancer. And I guarantee you're going to love that song and start to respect Elton for sure. That's right. Yeah. Hollywood Casino. They don't have anything this weekend. I guess it has to do with the, the weekend being a holiday weekend. But next weekend, actually the 14th, I should say. So it's going to be two weeks from Friday. Uh, the 14th is going to be Chris Jansen. And then on Saturday is The Gang's All Here. And that's a Skid Row tribute. I don't know if uh, if you have time to go out and check that out, Chris. But that sounds like it'd be a lot of fun. You know, Skid Row was a big band back in the day. Yeah, you know, I never really got into them. That's another one that I haven't really got into. If you guys hear this sound in the background, <laughs> Noah's making his uh, debut appearance on the one-year anniversary of Musicians Cafe. He's our surprise guest, everybody. There he is, Noah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. He's doing well, though. He's, he's just fussing a little bit, but he'll be just fine. Uh, moving on, Bear Chase Brewery. They've got a busy weekend. I'm going to give it all the way through the 4th. They've got, on Friday night, they've got Jason Massey. Is it Massey? M-A-S-S-I? I think so. Yep. I think it's Massey. I hope so, Jason. On uh, Saturday, they have two two uh, bands in the lineup. It's a 2MB band, along with Carly Ratcliffe. Sunday is Chris Bowen. And then on Tuesday, the 4th, they've got Britton James and Rowdy Ace, the 
This is Rowdy Ace Band, the Rowdy Ace Band, I suppose. So Bear Chase has got a busy weekend for sure to go out and check that out. Box Office Brewery just down the road. A guy we caught up with last night, Chris, uh, on Friday night is Alan Boyd and the Waysiders. Yep. Yeah, that should be a lot of fun. Alan was in a good mood last night, had his wife Judy with him. That was kind of cool. Uh, and then on Saturday night is Cashmere, and we've been chasing after them for a long time too, but Cashmere's a great band to go see. They're going to be out there on Saturday. The Troubadour Lounge and Park on Saturday night have Diamonds in the Rough, and then they're going to have fireworks following that show. Ooh, or sometimes during the show. Yeah, well, that'd be nice. a great place, right? Yeah, absolutely. I think so too. Um, we're going to mar- uh, didn't have a listing for Backseat Bar and Grill. I, I think Solo is going to be there soon. I'm not sure, but anyway, they had a listed. Of course, the big show coming up on the 14th of July is you know the feature band is Little Texas, but our very own Marv Ashby is going to be opening for high that show octane. in high octane. Yeah, they're going to yeah. be great. Um, I think there's tickets still available for that, but uh, folks should be really great. You know, to go out and support Marv. I know, you know, man, he is he's a trooper and a very good musician and a great band. So let's try to get out there and try to fill that hall for him. The Monument on Friday night has Possessed by Paul James. And I look like a fiddle act, like a guy with a fiddle. Really? And he calls his act Possessed by Paul James. I don't know. You can check it out there if you want to, but it looked kind of fun. And then on Saturday is, uh, is a couple of bands, a Junkyard Band and Collective Measures Band. Uh, it looked like it would be a lot of fun, kind of a party atmosphere for those. So uh, definitely. But, uh, but yeah, but, uh, Monument's got a great lineup coming up. Yeah, and you know we're gonna talk about them here later in the show, but they continue to impress me uh, with their stuff. Yeah. So um, yeah, yeah, for sure, absolutely, yeah, cool place, and right close by, Bright Box Theater, right up the street from them. There on uh, on seven eight. This is not this weekend, but next weekend. Just want to make sure we get it out there because they're friends of the show. Raised on Analog is going to be there. Awesome. So you definitely go check out them. I know Amen. they're out there uh, doing their thing, so that'd be a good show. And. Um, I think they also are, they might be part of that 100 years of Hanley High School. I have to find out for sure. Didn't say, but I'll have to look into that. I know they're Hanley graduates, so it very well could be. Yep. Um, Paladin on uh, Friday night has Mike Leverone, and on um, Saturday is Another Fine Mess. And we were, met up with David last night from of Another Fine Mess, and I was pretty excited to see him. And he said the band's doing great. They're sounding great. So make it out Saturday night to Paladin and check them out. P2 got a busy week as well. Tomorrow night, actually, no, take that back. Tonight is going to be Bailey Hayes. And then I keep forgetting we're a day behind, Chris. Yeah. Um, but, and then on Friday night is Marv Ashby. We just talked about that. Marv Ashby is going to be out. It doesn't say high octane, so I'm assuming Marv will be by himself. Uh, 7 1 on Saturday night is going to be Mark Clay. And on Sunday, they're going to have music on Sunday. That's cool. Jonathan Zinn will be there. So that's, that's awesome, too. Good. And then you might want to punch this in because I didn't have the whole lineup. But we can't forget about West Oaks Farm Market. On Friday night, it's going to be a big night out there. It always is, folks. But uh, Adam Phelps is going to be there. Six Strings and Bourbon is going to be the opening act. He's awesome. And then right after him is the you know the local favorite, the Robbie Lyman Band. Uh, and so that's always a nice big crowd for the, for Robbie Lyman. It should be a great night at West Oaks. But I did not have their Saturday and Sunday. Do you see it? Well, let's see. So, um, yeah, it's not posted on their uh, Facebook. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this Sunday at one o'clock is supposed to be Jimmy Lee. I don't think Jimmy's going to be playing though. Okay, um, he's still recovering, so uh, somebody will be in there. Just if you don't follow Jimmy on Facebook, do that. He's a huge supporter of everybody, uh, yeah. musician wise. So he'll absolutely let you know who's playing out there on Sunday. Yeah, and it sounds like Jim still needs our prayers too. So you know, you can always give that uh, give that a shot. Make sure you let Jim know you're thinking about him and 
And we miss the, – the world's a better place for Jimmy Lee, I'm going to tell you. Yes, it is. Absolutely. Yeah. Knock so, that out, too. So um, you guys know that we had the Cannon Fire Country Music Festival on. Um, and it's happening. It's happening very soon. It's happening this weekend, uh, July 1st to be exact. So that's Saturday. Yeah. Uh, in Burkittsville, Maryland. At the Burkittsville Ruitan Club uh, in the Ruitan grounds down there, um, there are some great bands, and I don't say that lightly. There no. are great bands, and there are some great artists there. Uh, lots of them you'll recognize from the podcast again, um, like uh, Chris Hunt Jr. Yeah, on Jay yeah. Cohn, Dylan Wolfel, uh, Brennan Edwards, um, and Low Water Bridge Band. Yeah, man. So. Um, I still have a hard time believing that Low Water Bridge Band has been on our podcast. <laughs> but then again, they uh, Logan just messaged me the other day and asked if they'd come on again. So. Yes, I know. I was going to say, you, they reached out to you, right? Yeah, I, I can't wait. That's actually coming up here in four weeks or so. Yeah, because they got the new release coming out, so they want to join us for that. That That's looks, right. sounds exciting. I'm excited about that. But so the uh, Cannon Fire Country Music Festival, remember, uh, $35 at the gate, I believe. I believe. So. Yep. Uh, $30 ahead of time on Eventbrite if you... Go ahead and get those tickets. That's right. They are a limited amount of tickets. They are going to save some for um, you know at the gate, but at the same time, folks, don't delay. If you haven't got your tickets yet, you know, make sure you make an early pilgrimage over to Burkittsville and get those tickets because this is a hot show. It's grown exponentially from last year, and it's only going to get bigger, especially with the lineup they have. So make sure you do that. That's all I got, Chris. All right. So... Uh, it's our one-year anniversary yeah, episode, and we don't have a guest. Yeah. It's just us. On purpose. And we did that on purpose, man. Uh, that We've made it to episode 52. Uh, now, we were talking before we started the show. Uh, one year ago today was the episode one release. Yep. Uh, and that happened to be on a Friday, and it was Chris Darlington. Uh, but prior to that, we did our um, our trailer episode. Yeah. Right. So why don't you tell everybody exactly how that trailer episode? I mean, we got ready for hours for that thing, didn't we? <laughs> no. <laughs> it was kind of funny. I mean, we talked about doing this show, and I ordered the equipment that we needed. You actually guided me on that. Uh, we brought it down to your house, hooked it up, and I said to you, or actually, you said it's ready. You know, you want to come listen to it a little bit, and we kind of fooled with it for maybe what five minutes, maybe. I don't even know. It wasn't even no, that. I was maybe like, I think it might have been a cold take. Yeah, I said here, I, I'm. Let's test this real quick. Yeah, and us and we. You, you know, we started the show and we just kind of bounced it. And what you hear on that trailer is exactly what happened. It was really cool. And we both looked at each other when it was over and was like, well, man, that went pretty smooth. Yeah, it worked. It worked. Um, so just a brief summary of uh, why we started it in the first place. Yeah, we've uh, we've talked about it a little bit. You know, you and I both love music. Um, and, you know, I think the genesis might have been the fact that I've just sort of missed being around it. And then you guys sort of opened that door a little bit by having, you know, you and Whitney were playing music together and then invited me to be part of it. And it got me noticing how growing this music scene was around here. And I just kind of mentioned to you one day it'd be fun because I love to talk shop so much. I love to stand around and talk to people about music and instruments and all that kind of thing. And I mentioned, you know, I thought, well, you know, it'd be fun to do that because it seemed like every time we talked to people about those subjects, the conversation was easy. You could find lots to talk about. Everybody had a story or something they wanted to share. And so how great would it be if we just had these local artists, had them on and asked them, hey, what you got going on? And you you bought into it. You said, okay, yeah, sounds good, right? Oh, yeah. And to be honest, when you say let's do it, um, I didn't want to. <laughs> I don't know if I ever told you that. I didn't want to. Um, really? Yeah. 
but it it turned in and maybe it it came out of something that was like um well we're gonna do this for four weeks and it'll be done right because we're gonna run through you know chris darlington uh adam phelps robbie lyman jimmy lee and then we're gonna say well where do we go from there right but it didn't turn into that (laughs) It, it turned into something completely different from what i was thinking um and man it was it it was awesome like wow. I, I I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, like I said, I think after we recorded the trailer episode and we got that out there, it flipped a switch for me. Did it really? So, yeah, even before we started with guests. You never told me that. That's interesting. Yeah, sometimes you just gotta hide things. Wow, you're probably like, <laughs> I can't let your dad down talking to your wife. You know, and you did it for me. I appreciate that. Well, that's cool. Thank you. No, absolutely. But um, so what we're gonna do during this episode is we're gonna go from episode one. All yeah. the way up through episode 51. Just a few remarks, yeah. Yeah, a couple uh, comments on these guys. Definitely a big... And this is, again, less to toot our own horns for being at this for 52 weeks, uh, but more to thank the folks that have been yeah. on the show uh, and who've provided us basically free content yeah. to um, to put out there and, and talk about and get out to you guys. Real quick, though, before we start the list, though, Chris, you, should you kind of mention what we did last night? Yeah, so um, what happens is if you are on the Musicians Cafe podcast, you become part of the select elite group of individuals, <laughs> and you get uh, invited to yeah. a, a, uh, a picnic yeah. at, at the end of our year. And so we had one last night at the beautiful West Oaks Farm Market, and uh, couldn't ask for better weather, better food, service. Uh, a lot of folks came out. We thank you. Uh, and, of course, for the folks that didn't make it, we miss you. Yeah, we sure did. We had a great turnout, if I want to say that, first of all. But there's a lot of folks that didn't make it. And I know it's it's tough all the time during the summer. But, Chris, I had a great time last night, man. It was just great catching up with people. Um, you know, if I could summarize it all up, how cool it was when it was over. And, and you know, you had Noah, uh, who you needed to get ready for bed. And, you know, people know that our parents know how that is. And we had uh, some leftover food from the market, so we had to get that home and get it refrigerated. So we packed up, and I turned around. It's By this time, it's going on 9 o'clock, and there's still lots of people standing around or sitting around talking to each other, Chris. And I thought, that's exactly what this was supposed to do, and it did it. Yeah. Yeah, and um, you know that's what it's all about. So uh, we're glad to give back to you guys um, for being on and just for being awesome. Yes, so. yes, thank you. We, Like I say all the time, we turn the mics on and put the talent in front of them, and, and you guys do all the work, so thank you for that. All right, let's get it started. Episode one was actually held at Shenandoah Refrigeration. Yeah, that was cool. We weren't sure where we were going to do it yet, remember? Uh, yeah, 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 and it, it happened that day that we we needed high-speed internet, and they had it. <laughs> so thanks, that's, Mounds family. I appreciate it. It was that. That's right. And, and Chris, <laughs> of course, Chris was just getting ready to finish up his shift. And we were trying to keep Chris from having to drive so far. So Chris Darlington joined us for that first episode. And we had a great episode. He was just come out with some new uh, releases that he played on our show, if you remember. Yep. And, uh, man, we had a good time with him. I remember that. Oh, yeah. And uh, Chris continues to do some good stuff here around Winchester. Obviously, you guys hear hear his name all the time on the menu. uh, Oh, yeah. Still recording music. So, man. Still protecting us out there, which is most important. He does a great job being on our sheriff's deputy department. Absolutely. And, um, you know, he was just as nervous. If you remember that show, he was just as nervous as we were. Yeah. And that made me feel a little bit better. (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah, I was surprised that he was. But he, yeah, when he he actually mentioned to us that he had made him a little bit nervous. So, and I know I was too. So, but absolutely. uh, But it came off good. I've listened to that show again recently and it was good. Yeah. Yep. 
Adam Phelps doing this for episode number two. I saw Adam right after that. I saw him at West Oaks and I reached out to him and he's like, yeah, I'd love to be on. And of course, like you said, we were just getting started at that time. And so we had Adam on and I remember Adam, you know, sort of figuring out that Adam had a big family of musicians and then also that he had sort of put together six strings and bourbon during COVID being on YouTube. I thought that was an interesting story. Yeah. Yeah, Adam had some uh, some cool background in music, uh, but what it really came down to with him is he just wanted to have a good time. Yeah, and that's when you met him, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So, and episode two was the first one at Frog Hollow Studios. That's right. Yeah, I forgot about that. So right. we started yeah. making a little home out there, uh, getting comfy out there, and we all know that we've shifted since then, but <laughs> made a great spot for a little bit. It was great. We had a great time. Episode three, we took it on the road for the very first time, and we got to go out and check the mighty Robbie Lyman, and we went out and met him. At Robbie's, uh, what I call Robbie's Lair, but he had a beautiful home out in Frederick County. He had a barn right in the middle of it that he had refurbished and made it into a rehearsal studio and a, sort of a, a a man cave. And then also he had a space for his wife to do some art that she was into. I don't remember if it was paintings or whatever, but she was doing art. Just a beautiful place. And Robbie sat back and just really laid out what he was doing. And I remember the one thing, Chris, I remember from that whole episode was how he, he had been playing music for a while. Kids come along. He didn't play as much when he moved back into this area. He got himself started again by going to an open mic night. That's wild. Yeah. Wasn't that cool? I thought. Yeah. And I mean, the other thing, if you go back and listen to that episode, um, he claims, which I believe that he didn't, doesn't really understand where he came from either right. as far as making it so big in Winchester. Yeah. That was the big uh, focus for us was like, you know, all of a sudden this guy, Robbie Lyman, and this huge following came out of kind of nowhere. Yeah. So uh, it continues on, doesn't it? It sure does. Episode four with Jimmy Lee. Yeah. Man, this was fun. Um, this is uh, maybe one of the more fun episodes. Of course, Jimmy, um, DJ personality. Yep. Uh, radio guy, so he kind of fits right in there with us. Hell of a voice on the guy. Yes. Uh, just a great musician, great entertainer. Um, and, you know, he's somebody that if you've listened to music in Winchester, you know Jimmy. We've met a few people during the course of this that have that sort of personality where, uh, you know, he just never meets a stranger. And he came in that night, did a great interview. And then the cool thing about it was I remember I came home and you guys shot pool for a long time. Remember that? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, my wife came home and she was like, why is Jimmy Lee in our basement? <laughs> I was like, just relax. It's okay. <laughs> oh, man. But anyway, after that, we moved on to the next episode. Episode five was uh, was we had Levi Snap on for West Oaks Farm Market. That was very, very interesting. And gosh, man, we just can't say enough nice things about Levi and Kate Snap. I mean, they just support us all the time. West Oaks is one of the best places around here to go see live music. Just, you know, what what can you not say nice about those folks? Yeah, and uh, I mean, it showed when they had some of their rough patches uh, with the county and zoning and stuff like that. It just showed how much county support uh, and local support that they have around the area. It's amazing. And there are folks that travel from so far distances away um, to support them, to go out and you know support their business, yeah. Yeah. Uh, which isn't just music. It's agriculture. It's uh, you know a wedding venue. It's yeah. everything you could want uh, in a farm market and then times 10 and then he was able to tell us just how deep the roots are of the snap family in this county and i had man it's it's astonishing that's right great great show with levi for sure moving on we had uh chad laughlin on on episode six chad joined us and of course he's uh he's a brother to, to chris darlington he came on and uh was in the process of getting uh 
some shows together for that particular season, but he also brought his new release with him. It was called My Memories Are Killing Me, and if you remember, I we, do. we played that on our show, and it was a great song. He's got such a good sound to him. Yeah, man. Um, uh, we were talking, uh, and Chris, no offense, man, I like Chad's voice. I, <laughs> I really like Chad's voice, guys. Um, it, it's, that, it's that solid country voice that uh, I think a lot of people long for, and um, again, awesome entertainer. Brings lots of energy to the stage. So, um, yeah, Chad's episode was definitely great as well. Yes. Episode seven with Brian Stutzman. We saw Brian last night at the cafe picnic. Sure does, man. That dude, he just rolls in. He's got like, he's the smoothest cat around, man. He's just so cool, right? (laughs) Well, and I was thinking about that too, because when I was listening uh, to some of episode seven today, I remember that you said Brian had the smoothest radio voice and you wanted wanted him on. So uh, if you ever need a, a co-host, you know I, I think my job's up for the uh, up for grabs if, if, if he's uh, if, if he's in the running. No man, you're not you're not that easily replaced. I'm going to tell you. I remember he talked to us a little bit about playing brass instruments. I don't know if you remember that part, but you guys struck up a conversation about that because you obviously played brass instruments yeah. too. And of course, he's you know a very very talented guitar player. And at that time, he had just released some stuff at the Creekside Studio. I think it was the Creekside Studio at Sessions. I think it was. Yeah. So great music from him, and it was good to see him last night. Absolutely. Uh, episode eight is Tim Ferriss, our buddy. Now, um, if you guys haven't listened to episode eight, that's one you should. Uh, and then there's a Tim Ferriss part two, right? That you should definitely uh, hit up as well. Tim is a guy that if you talk to him uh, for ten minutes, you never know his life story, right? What he's been involved in, of course, um, the the uh, live production manager for the broadcast of the Grand Old Opry. Right. Uh, at one point, sound engineer extraordinaire. So uh, well, the dude knows what he's doing. And, of course, he knows what he's doing on a guitar, too. Yes, he sure does. Worked on Music Row. And um, he told some stories about some of the recording things he did, including John Denver's dog going to the bathroom <laughs> in the studio. You remember yep, that? Yeah. That yep. was a great so Definitely great. And the other thing about uh, I remember about Tim, too, is he's very passionate about adoption. You know, Tim himself is uh, adopted, and he's very strong in the fact that that's an important thing that we need to do in our lives, folks out there that have the ability to. So, um, you know, and Tim is just a, God, you know, he's just a great friend, and uh, so happy to have him on. Moving on to episode nine, I think, Chris, was probably the first time you got really juiced up for one of our shows. That was a Low Water Bridge Band, and I know they're one of your favorites. And we had Logan and Stacy that joined us for that show. That was a lot of fun. Now, when you say juiced up, I had a 12-pack of Twisted Teas in front of me. Is that what we're talking <laughs> yeah, about? Are we talking about excited? Right. No, uh, yeah, Logan and I traded uh, one-for-one Twisted Teas uh, throughout the episode, so if you hear some uh, <laughs> if you hear some can cracks during that, that's what it was. But yeah, um, Stacy's no longer with Lou Water. I heard, yeah, I heard. Um, I'm sure I she's get doing the, fine. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, she is still playing music, but uh, now, like I said, Logan hit me up. Lou Water's doing some big things, man. They're traveling um, regularly down south. Uh, up north, uh, but of course it's that party bus. It's 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 all in that uh, the magic of the party bus. So right, yep. um, they're doing big things, and they want to come back. They're releasing new music. Uh, and of course, you guys got to follow all these bands, but definitely follow Low Water for their newest stuff. Yeah. You know, everywhere they come out. I think somewhere along Low Water or Tim Ferriss or something, we introduced bourbon into our regular routine too. It I was think Tim. If I'm not mistaken, was it Tim? I it think was it was Tim. too. Yeah. So we're still doing that too, which is kind of cool. I remember how full the glass had to be. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Moving on to episode 10, we took it on the road again and then we went out to Backseat Bar and Grill for an episode with Devonna and Skippy, Skippy the sound guy out there. 
And uh, we had a great time with them. That was just at the beginning when they had got the building up for the event center. They were still sort of holding back about what it looked like inside. Driving uh, us crazy. Yeah, it really was. But Devana and, and Skippy had such good things to talk about. They they talked about bands they enjoyed and everything. Really great episode. And I spent a lot of time at Backseat. So, you know, you didn't have to sell me on the place. But it was a great place. Yeah, yeah Backseat's great. And, and we're going to have, after, um, you know, a bunch of these uh, – uh, larger events happen. We're going to have to have him back on. Yeah. Uh, maybe even twist Jerry's arm and get him on the podcast. Yes. But yes. Um, yeah, Backseat continues to be a great place here around Winchester supporting local music. Yeah. We just got to make sure that we support them now that they built that building. I'm going to keep saying that because it's so great and so easy for all of us to get to. So, Episode 11, Brennan Edwards. Um, Brennan's one of our top episodes uh, and you guys love him. Yes. And we love him. Yes. And the dude is just super talented. Um, if you remember, he called himself a Goron. He's from, yeah. he was from Gore. Yeah. Uh, and I think he had a Gore Virginia shirt on, didn't he? Yeah. I, yeah. I don't know if you guys knew that they made uh, Gore Virginia that's, shirts, but funny. he found one or made one, one of the two, um, played a couple of his songs on there. I think, yeah. uh, 10 chickens in a dog crate. Yes. Yeah. Um, they continue to play that one around. So, um, yeah, this dude's just super creative. Uh, and he's, he's one of a kind around here. He really is. And, and, yeah, and uh, he he was with us last night too. Got to spend some time with him. He's just a very genuine guy. And also, if you remember, Chris, I remember he told us the story about someone giving him a Taylor guitar. Do you remember that? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, how often does that happen in yep. your lifetime, right? I remember kind of like stopping for a second because it's like, <laughs> how does that happen? Oh my gosh! Episode twelve rolled around, and we got the pleasure to meet Mel and Jimmy from the Blackjack Band. They came out to the uh, Frog Hollow Studios, and uh, we had a great time with them. That was a lot of fun. Absolutely. I uh, learned a lot about uh, Mel and Jimmy. Uh, they've played on cruise ships. They've played, they continue to play around. Um, great couple. Yeah. And, and just so super easy. Now, um, also, some of their, their past history, uh, playing on, they played on the Grand Old Opry stage yes, at one point. Uh, he, uh, he was little Jimmy Dickens' uh, pedal steel guitar player when he was 19 God, years old. Yeah. You know, I mean, and they're right here in our town, folks, these people we're talking about. But uh, the cool thing about Mel and Jimmy, too, is you've ever got all these people that we're talking about are pros. Don't get me wrong. I'm not slighting anybody. But when you go see them, they just they're so smooth and they just they're so polished. They do a great job. Episode 13, Raised on Analog. We had Greg and Randy. Yeah. Uh, you guys know Raised on Analog. Uh, big. What, and actually, I know I haven't been involved in the bar scene for years and years and years in Winchester, but. Um, I guess around my early twenties, uh, Raised on Analog was one of the ones that hit uh, Piccadilly's boat stage a whole lot. Oh yeah, 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 for sure. And, and they're local boys too. You know. uh, as I mentioned, I think they might be part of this uh, 100 year celebration of Hanley High School, but they're going to be playing very soon uh, downtown at um, at Brightbox. But they started the band again over sort of you know just sort of reviving something they did in high school. They just called each other up and say, "Hey, let's play for our reunion." And it sounded good, and they kept it going. I thought that was pretty cool. I do like their band name as well. I do too. Um, some people might think it's cliche, but uh, I don't know a band that no. references analog. No, and it's but, it's very true because we were we yeah. were raised on analog for sure. Episode fourteen rolled around, and we had Catherine Solenberger, and she joined us, and that was a homestead farm uh, right over across the hill from where we're at right now, a uh, big bluegrass venue, and in, in a place that has established Thursday nights as a huge gathering uh and it's just a an all-star jam and it, it's a lot of fun to go watch yeah now they haven't had them here recently this summer they're re going through a remodel Oh, okay yeah that's right um, 
but they're just making it better for you. Yeah. So Thursday nights are going to be even bigger. I, I would imagine their food is to die for. Um, you know, Catherine surprised us some too. You know, we had her on because of the Thursday night bluegrass, mm-hmm. but uh, she was a, a concert pianist. Yes. Uh, in the Miss USA pageant. Yep. Things like that. Um, just completely floored us when we got to talking to her and realizing who she was. Of course, her her and her family are deeply rooted in Frederick County and oh, have yeah. been for years and years and years. So Yeah, yeah, for sure. Episode 15 came up. We had none other, none other than Boo Snyder. And this is a name that everybody around here probably recognizes because Boo's been doing it for as long as I can remember. And he was nice enough to, to join us. He, he traveled around in the 1960s playing music, if you remember. He talked about that. I think he was in a band. Was he with the Modern Rockers? I think I have that right. I think so. Yeah. And he was, uh, you know, he did a lot of traveling up and down the East Coast playing. And then, of course, obviously, he's played around here for a long time in different groups. And now, for the past, you know, 15, 20 years, he's been by himself. Um, but just what a great guy. And so many cool stories. And, um, you know, I, I remember, you know, him that night just being very open and genuine about his musical experience, which I thought was awesome, you know. Yeah. Um, and you learn a lot from being around a guy who's played out and played in uh, professional gigs for, you know, his whole life. And the one thing about Boo that I appreciate uh, as, and you do too, as Winchester natives is that he's a native and um, he's stuck around here. Yeah. So um, I agree. And correct me on this line, because I know I'm not going to get it right, but it was, uh, he he said something to the effect of the bass player, a band's always going to need a bass player. Right. Or a bass player's always going to have a job, so. That's what somebody gave him advice about playing the bass. That always sticks out to me about that episode. Yeah, very good. One of my favorite episodes, number 16. Yeah. Shag with Mike and Lawrence, uh, and they brought their Jaeger and their Red Bull, and uh, I think we gave them some American bourbon, too, by the end of the night, but. uh, Did I write it down? Is it Mike or Mark? I thought it was it's Mark. Mark. It is I think Mark. it's Mark, yeah. Sorry, Sorry Mark. I, that's all right. I have it written down wrong on Spotify. <laughs> so if you're going through the Spotify descriptions, it's incorrect. That's okay. We got a lot of names. Yeah, it's Mark Rogers. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this episode 16, um, a band that I haven't really been introduced to um, until you know episode 16. And I'm so glad that I did because these dudes know what they're doing. Yes. Uh, they're smart. Right now, they're operating um, mostly as a two-piece, yep. uh, but it doesn't sound like it, does it? No, I just saw them a couple of weeks ago. They're fantastic. Just good stories, uh, fun, uh, lighthearted, me, lighthearted atmosphere that they always put out. Um, and, you know, just always kind of giving each other a little bit of the business, which is fun to listen to them to, the banter back and forth, too. But, uh, yeah, what a great episode that was. I had a good time on that one. Mark, you better not let me live that down, buddy. Uh, episode 17, Mojo Mothership. Yeah, man. Uh, these guys were out at the picnic last night. They Cindy, were. Martin, and uh, Tim were on from Mojo. Now, that's not the whole band, um, but it's it's the core. Yeah. Um, now, you remember at that time, um, Eddie Gum had had some health issues, um, and he had been a huge, he'd been their front man. Right. Like, like uh, Martin told us last night, that's, that's what... Uh, Eddie's been known for his entire life as Eddie the front man uh, and that's the same for Mojo Mothership so um, did they give you an update last night of his health by any chance yeah he's still he's still on the recovery road gotcha. uh, it's tough but not really sure if he's going to be able to make a full return understood understood yeah but it was good to see them last night Cindy's always you know so upbeat and fun so yeah episode 18 rolled around and we brought in one of the newest venues in this town that's blowing up right now we brought in Justin and Chris, and they came to us to visit from the Monument. 
And uh, boy, they had a lot of cool stories to tell too. And they, you know, they we had one guy that had a background in sort of handling the business end of a bar, and another one that was a chef. And it, the two between them are running the whole show. And Chris, I mean, as we we don't even have to tell anybody out there, it's working. I mean, yeah. it's great. Yeah, and I think that venue idea always would have worked in Winchester. Um, and I forget off the top of my head, you don't have uh, the owner's name written down. I do don't. No, I, try, I uh, sure don't. But man, his vision is just spot on for this place. We right. needed a spot that was a, a larger concert hall. Now, although the monument isn't large square footage wise, it's it's a large room. It just feels like a really, really big place. Now they have the outdoor uh, side right alleyway, uh, and then they have their concession stands as well, which isn't regular concession food. Right, and we talked to Chris, their executive chef. Um, the dude's creative, yeah. and of course, he also sets the menu and food for Ellie's Irish Pub right next door. Yeah, very very cool for sure. Uh, where are we at here? Nineteen episode nineteen. Daryl Marini. Yeah, yeah, man. He uh, came from the West Coast. And decided to plop down here in Winchester, uh, and we're freaking glad he did. Yeah, man. He shared the stage with Eddie Van Halen when they were young. Remember that story? I missed... Uh, nah, yeah, he, it's on yeah, the podcast. Okay. Yeah, he told us a story about being on there on the stage with Eddie Van Halen, which I thought was interesting. Um, you know, gosh, who wouldn't want to say that in your lifetime, right? Yeah, man. <laughs> so um, he played for 20 couple years out in L.A. Uh, and then spent some time as a, as a worship leader and then... Still is. Yep. And then followed a, um, a minister out here to, to uh, Strasburg. Yep. And it continues to be a worship leader and plays around. Yep. The dude is busy. He really is. He's at Restoration Church for sure. And he is a busy man. Episode 20. Brian, I'll let you do this one. <laughs> th- th- these are your guys, man. <laughs> we went on the road, man, for this one. It was a lot of fun. We went down to Berryville, and, and we got, got to hang out with, with Billy Red and Al and Chris and and uh, Donnie and Derek. And uh, these are the guys from Elizabeth's Furnace. And I was really excited to have them on the show. It kind of worked out a little bit to get it to work out. I had been a, a fan from seeing them a few years um, you know, in, prior to doing the show. Um, and I'm still just so in the tank for this band. They are so good and so much fun. Billy came out and joined us last night at the picnic. And I, I literally told him that I wish I had his personality because he just got one of those ones. Like we talked about earlier with, with Jimmy Lee, where they don't meet a stranger, everybody, they make feel like you, they're your, you know, you're their friend and they've known you for years and just so much fun. And God bless that band is good. Yeah. Yeah, they're super tight. And I know that when I was there, I said something to the effect of that, you know, I wasn't the biggest rock fan and everybody wanted to kill me. <laughs> if you, I mean, we were sitting in Donnie's uh, living room and I was surrounded by these folks. And I said something about not being the biggest rock fan. And I thought I was about to be shunned. <laughs> but maybe one of the, the things that uh, stood out to me about that night wasn't necessarily the episode. The episode was great. And everything we talked about on the episode was great. It was the hour or so that we were waiting on Derek to get there. Ah, if you yeah, remember, yeah, I do. Yeah, we just sat there and talked. He did, and it was good. And they, they made us feel right at home, and they still do. And I've been out to see him several times since we did the the uh, show with them, and they're just so gracious. And the cool thing about it is they're actually doing. Uh, they're going to be opening for uh, Kicks on. I think it's the twelfth of August, uh, and that's the last tour for Kicks. So that's kind of an honor. And I guarantee you, Elizabeth Furnace will blow the roof off that place that night. I'd love to be at that. Absolutely. Uh, episode 21, Tim Ferriss is, yeah. was back on. Uh, now, this was his storytelling episode. Uh, he had some stories queued up he wanted to tell everybody. Um, the ones I think I remember the most are the Alan Jackson stories. Yeah, they were funny. 
Um, and of course, he told us all about Diamond Rio when he was on the road with them. Yep. Um, Hank Williams Jr. Yep. That? yep. Vin- Vince Gill, Patty Loveless. Um, he just kept on going. He's got the stories, man, and it's uh, it, it's his knowledge is just perforates everywhere because when he starts talking to you, even you know off off air, we're talking about the show, and he's got all these ideas for editing and how the sound and all this kind of stuff. And you're in a, within 30 seconds, he's over your head. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yep. But it's still cool. Yep. Uh, episode 22, Bottle Shock yeah. came out to Frog Hollow Studios. Um, now, Bottle Shock is a newer band to the scene. But again, they kind of came back together for, with that, that old school love of music. And yeah. they kind of found a home, didn't they? Yeah, they sure did. Chris, Rick, Randy, and Vince, were they, they came out last night to support us, too, which was they cool. They did. They did. Um, make great music. If you guys haven't heard them... Um, Get to get to find them. Yeah, they're, they're kind of all over the place. They, they but, are, and you know, they told me last night uh, that they're way more busy than they thought they were going to be. You know, if you do an average, they said of the shows, you know, they told their wives or whatever it would be every other week. And yeah, now it you know some stents are four and five weeks in a row, and wow. so. But yeah, so they're uh, they're they're getting uh, hitting the pavement for sure. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Right around uh, November, the end of November, 1st of December, we made the trip out, or episode 23, to Troubadour Lounge and Park. And we got to meet Sylvia and Tony, which was really cool. Uh, Troubadour was sort of a, a an enigma a little bit, I think, prior to this, because we'd always heard of the Troubadour. Uh, the Troubadour has been around for many, many years. As we found out, it was one time the West Virginia's uh, uh, Country Music Hall of Fame as well. Uh, but we never had, you and I, either one had never been there. We hadn't. Um, and... You know, the one thing that you and I do love, and when we started on it, uh, and you can't take this as an insult, I think I said that on the episode as well, we love dive bars. We love small places that are yes. comfy, that aren't huge, that there's not, you know, wall-to-wall people in. In November, on the inside of the Troubadour Park and Lounge, in the middle of the week, is one of the best feels. It was. There was a pool tournament going on in the background. Uh, and of course, they have their outdoor venue. But you know, the one thing I I do remember was that the song when we started the episode that was playing throughout the bar was Family Tradition. That's right. Yeah. So um, you know, it just kind of tied it all together when we started. It was. We made good friends because I've been back up there. You know, now I've made several trips back up there since the show, and and they treated us great that night. And they still, every time you walk in, Tony's there to greet you. He wants you to have a beer. He wants you to just feel at home and. And so that's why we push so hard for them, because I'm telling you, it's a great venue with really great people. So, man, it was fun. Starting off December of 2022 and episode 24 was Kellen Little. Yeah. Uh, Kellen at the time was 13 years old. Um, he is um, maybe not 13 anymore. He's probably 14. Uh, but the dude sings songs that uh, Brian Dick grew up <laughs> listening to, and Brian absolutely fell in love with him when he started playing. I, I did, I did. And, and Kellen hung out with us last night. He and his mom, Kelly, and Father Dave were with us uh, at the picnic, and uh, we talked about the show a little bit the night he did that. I was so impressed. Off air, people don't realize this, but he finished up the show. He played on our show. He sang. When he does, when he talks to you about it, answers, it seems like he's no way this, this young man's 13 years old. 
But then when he got done with Chris, if you remember, we were talking to Kelly and Dave, you and I were, he goes over and sits on your piano and starts playing the music from the sound of music without any sheet music. You remember that? Yeah, just from memory. Uh, it's wild. And the kid's got an imagination, or not an imagination, a memory that is insane. He's got yeah. an imagination yeah. too. But, uh, you know, he was sitting there and he had a deck of cards and I was like, what do you do with these? He's like, what do you want me to do with them? <laughs> do you want me to do a card trick? Do you want me to just play? I, yeah. So I don't know. He's smart. He's super smart. And the guy's super good at what it, he does. He sure is. And the coolest news I think he told me last night, he probably told you too. I just was sitting next to him you know, kind of cutting up with him last night. And I said, so what's your plans for the weekend? He goes, well, I'm playing on Saturday. And I said, you are? And he goes, yeah, I'm opening up for... The Kelly Bell Band. Yeah, I thought you'd like yeah, that. Yeah, and and it, it's so funny because we had music at the at the picnic, and Kelly Bell was on at that particular time when he told me that. Um, and we talked about that, this, folks. I don't know if y'all know Kelly Bell or not, but Kelly Bell Band has been around forever. Those guys were the core of the band. Um, um, oh, I'm forgetting here. All of a sudden, uh, I'll look it up in a minute. But they're a blues band from way back. Um, shoot, why can't I think of that? You might Google that, or I will. I'll, I'll, get I'll check it out there real quick. They were the they were the band for um, a blues band, a well known blues band. I can't think of it all of a sudden, but anyway, they've been around for a bunch of years. I got to do some stuff with them at one of the downtown events, uh, Friday night live events that we had in Winchester there a few years ago. Found out how nice they were, and then um, my gosh, you know, I I just told Kellen that when he gets to play with them, he's you know, first of all, he's going to be playing in a big crowd. They're going to be at the Mountain State. Or where they used to have the West Virginia Mountain Heritage Festival over near Harper's Ferry, they're going to be a big crowd. But he's going to be he's going to be impressed about how nice the Kelly Bell Band is going to be to him. I guarantee they include him in some of the stuff they do. I'll, I'll bet you. I can't find that for you I'll on the spot. It. I'll think uh, of it. But I'll we'll, think of it. We'll find it. Uh, let's see our list here. Uh, episode twenty five. Uh, we did go on the road to downtown Winchester, a super secret spot. Uh, for a Thursday Apple Blossom yeah, party. Yeah, I remember that. We went to hang out with Trainwreck with Eric, Steve, Justin, and Mike. Um, and man, uh, it's that we went to what they call their green room. Yeah. Um, and I believe that was in Mike's basement. Yes, it was. It was in it Mike's was, basement. Yeah. And uh, you know, of course, they're they're a great band. Uh, they've been at it for a long time too, which I didn't really realize. We talked to uh, Eric there a little bit last night. Um, but then, man, after the episode turned off, yeah, they were like, "Let's play some music." Of course, Steve was being Steve a little, a little extra, yeah. But Steve's always extra, yeah. And uh, let's play some music. The so, first time uh, in my life I've played a drum set without any cymbals, no cymbals. Do you remember right? that? Yep, I do. <laughs> yeah, it was fine. We had a good time. Yeah. Oh man. Uh, so we know where we're going for a train wreck episode too. Yeah, and they hung out with us last night. We appreciate their support too. Uh, episode 26 turned out to be Sons of Liberty. And wow, these guys, we had Kyle, Scott, Randy, and Sean on from those guys. And that was a lot of fun. We, first of all, they bought us cool swag. Remember that? Hat. Yeah. So you still wear your hat all the I time. I do. I still wear that hat. Um, stickers. Man, I love swag. <laughs> Who doesn't? Yeah. <laughs> now, Sean has made the move to Winchester. Uh, and has, he's getting his studio set up, and it's getting uh, pretty advanced. He keeps us up to date on Facebook. Right. So, uh, you know, there's new music coming out, uh, Sons of Liberty. Of course, uh, where did I see them last? It might have been Apple Blossom. Yeah. Uh, in the, the the Feltner parking lot. Is that what it's called? Yeah. yeah right across yeah, yeah, from yeah, right. Benny Maletto's. Exactly. There it is. Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah. Again, they were just warming up, and I was like, these dudes sound pretty familiar. <laughs> they were fun. They were fun. Episode 27, 
Uh, ended up being, uh, we had Maria, Chris, David, and Steve, and they came from another fine mess. And they also have the duo Famous Last Words, which is Chris and Maria. Uh, but they came out to hang out with us in, uh, at Frog Hollow, and we had a great time with them. They were, um, I remember specifically, you know, they had uh, so many gigs. I mean, not only from the Another Fine Mess, but then they had the, the Famous Last Words. And I remember them telling us, their schedule and I'm like oh my gosh I can't imagine trying to keep up with all that but they were a lot of fun too we had a good time absolutely yeah um episode 28 I'll let you guys in on a little secret that we've let nobody know yet yeah there you go our number one episode performing uh on Spotify and across all platforms Mr. Jake Cohn and that shouldn't be a surprise to anybody and it's not by a little bit no no he's lapped the field a couple of times folks and that's not slighting anybody else but it gives you an idea of just how popular this young man is right now. He is absolutely on fire. He really is. Yeah, man. Um, there are people in Kentucky that are paying him to make a trip to their backyard to play yeah. <laughs> to play two nights of shows and then ship him back to Winchester. Um, of course, uh, he was 16. He's about 16. 15, 16, it, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, of course, they pay for one of his parents to go, too. Uh, but, man, the kid's getting all over the country. Yes. Uh, all over the country, yes. and he just keeps getting more popular. I tell you, you guys are going to have to find him before he gets too famous. Yeah. I mean, that's that's absolute truth. If you remember, I think, Chris, back just a month or so ago, he did several dates in California, right? Didn't we hear that? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, people are hearing about him. He's traveling, and he's from right here in Frederick County. So, man, episode 29, we took a ride out to your end of the county. And we hung out with the, with the band Sold Out. We had Robbie and Lydell and Graham and Jeff, and they all hung out with us for an, an, an episode. And, man, first of all, they got the, one of the coolest rehearsal halls ever, right? Yeah, Robbie spoils you guys. I'm, <laughs> I'm just going to say it. I'm just going to say it. Uh, Brian's thinking it. I'll say it. But uh, that space is incredible out there, Robbie. Uh, but, man, what a group of laid-back guys yes. um, who know music and who aren't proud of it. You know they they are they are they're very modest folks. Yes, yeah, very humble, very um, very humble. Of course, they're proud of their art, but they are not too proud, and uh, it it really humbles somebody like you and I who walk into their practice and they're just like yeah shooting the junk you know, stuff with us. Yeah, um, but they've been in the area for a long time and still a huge and draw. still going everywhere they go. They're still a huge draw, and they're a big deal. But you couldn't tell it by their personalities, you know. Nineteen ninety six. Now, if that's not a typo in Spotify. They've wow. been around since 96. Holy smokes. Wow. Episode 30, we went uh, down on Loudon Street to hang out uh, with a Hog It Up barbecue crew. Um, and uh, Mike and Michelle and. Oh, I'm going to forget their son. Oh, that's terrible. We'll figure it out. Yeah, we will. Sorry. Uh, no, it's Mike, Michelle, and Daniel. Daniel. Daniel's who it was. Sorry, buddy. No problem. But no yeah, problem. we. Uh, we had a good time down there. Of course, we had a, a couple bushkas um, <laughs> and uh, smelled the the fine smell of barbecue um, in January with them. Yeah, man, it was a lot of fun. I remember just as soon as I walked in, I remember, oh my gosh, I got to eat some of this food. It was so good. Yeah. <laughs> it was good. All right, episode thirty one was a very special episode. It was. Um, it was the last. No, it the was. The, it was the, the first, first episode here yeah. at the Homestead Studios. Yeah. And it was Joe Martin. And Joe was impressive. 
Wow. I, I've had a lot of comments from that one. Um, I get them from all of them. I don't want to, again, I don't want to single anybody out, but I'm going to tell you, he came in and um, he was an instrumentalist this time, a little bit different than what we'd had. Uh, There's no, vo- no, no singing, but he played the melodies and everything with his you know, guitar that were so recognizable. And I remember we had that in a different room than we're in right now in this house, but you and I both were kind of like jaws open watching him. I remember that. Yeah, um, he also wore long sleeves and a jacket, uh, and the heat was on, and the dude was... It was. <laughs> yeah, we didn't tell you during the episode, but it was warm in that room. It was. Room. I got a little bit too warm. It was still cold outside, so it, I didn't want anybody to be miserable. It was, but uh, guys, Joe Martin is a real deal oh. in- instrumentalist, and he is probably one of the better instrumentalists that we've had on the show. Yeah, yeah. I got I to gotta fill in a blank here real quick. Yeah. Um, we were trying to think of it a while ago. Kelly Bell, the core of Kelly Bell's band, including Kelly himself, they were the core band for Bo Diddley. It took me a little bit to remember that. But like I said, they're pros. And they're going to be available. If anybody's never seen them and you don't have anything going on Saturday afternoon, get your butt over there to the Mountain Heritage Festival grounds over there in near Harper's Ferry and go see Kellen, of course. But go see um, the Kelly Bell band. You'll love it. My first episode I had to play hooky from. Yeah. Episode 32 was Alan Boyd and Brian Shepard. Exactly. Exactly. That was a lot of fun. We we didn't have Chris that night and uh and it was you know of course we missed you but you were uh, you were a father then so that was kind of cool. Yep, I'm about to be. Yeah, yep. exactly. Yeah, it was right in that that period of time but uh Alan and Brian came by, we hung out, talked a little bit. They played together. They played I live in a country and the country lives in me was one of the songs they played. And uh, man, they were who they were a lot of fun. Just easy to get along with. Of course, Alan hung out with us last night, and he said Brian couldn't make it because he's you know he's a busy man too. But uh, man, I'm telling you. And of course, there there's another group that sort of started on a whim. Chris, they just sort of started playing you know open mics and that kind of thing, and they figured out that everybody was pretty good, and they just made a thing out of it, right? Yeah. And uh, I was talking to Alan last night, and I made a mistake, uh, and I'm glad he corrected me. And it's probably because I missed his episode. Um, you know, but I told, I guess I told Brennan Edwards, I was introducing them to each other. And I said, you know, Alan's been playing music in this area for how many, 50 years? He said, probably, yeah. He said, no, seven. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, um, you know, it, it's just one of those feels where, you know, you hear Alan and the Waysiders and, and Brian, and you're like, these dudes have been playing music for a real long time. <laughs> yeah. Even though yeah. they haven't. Yeah. Wow. That's cool. Glad to have them. We moved on to episode 33 after that. And we brought up none other than Dylan Warfel. And Dylan was a lot of fun. Now, I started seeing Dylan, shoot, five, six, seven years ago down at the Royal Lunch. We talked about yep. that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he started, Dylan's still a young man. And he was really young at that time, 16, 17, kind of like Jake was. And uh, Dylan, man, Dylan is a great instrumentalist and a great singer. He's got that old school voice, you know, sort of a, uh, throwback voice that he has and he, he sang the song Jane's Janeville it was sung about an area that he's his family has roots in um, and that that song is available at iTunes if you ever want to get it but that was a good song and it meant a lot to him you could tell yeah man um, Dylan's another one around here that's a real real singer yeah I, I would say yes. that he's a real singer songwriter that sings about real things um, and yeah they're gonna be sad. Sometimes yeah. um, they're not going to always be happy, uh, but they're phenomenal songs, man. Um, and uh, he just continues to do great things. I know he's busy uh, keeping up with kids and everything yeah. like that, but he, he has his nose down as well. He's just going to keep on keeping on. Yeah, for sure. 
After that, we moved on, and this was a cool, cool one too, Chris. If you remember, um, we headed down to Strasburg on the road and went to Box Office Brewery. That was a lot of fun. We hung out with Tom and Mary Beth, and uh, and did it right on the stage. How cool was that? It was cool. Um, it just made me realize um, how much of a historic place that they are actually in yeah, down there. Yeah. Um, and some of the the history that they left intact when they did the renovation to it. Uh, of course, they brew all their own stuff. It's it's phenomenal down there, uh, and they've done a great job with it. The one thing it did make me realize is, you know, when you have the Chris Darlington band or the Robbie Lyman band down there on that stage, yep, it's a little tight. It's pretty tight because it's not a big stage. But they told a story about that in the episode. You guys should listen. Uh, they walked into that building and it was in utter disrepair, and they have turned it around. It is a beautiful venue for sure. So definitely check that one out. Episode thirty four. Moved on to thirty five. And uh, man, this was cool. Uh, he's a he's a country music artist, a Nashville recording artist, also an actor, and he's got a movie out that you can watch him. And he hung out with us last night uh, too. He came in with a friend of his, John Hansborough, but we had Ryan Jewell, and Ryan was a lot of fun. Man, I enjoyed him so much. Yeah, you know, we just kind of talked about. Um, he's a he's an early thousands country guy, uh, as far as his style goes, and that's another. Unique one. You right. don't see a lot of folks that like to stick around that time frame. And it's not a bad thing. I love a lot, a lot of that music. Um, but, you know, even the stuff that he writes kind of sounds like it's from that era. Um, you know, you get a lot of folks that like to sing, you know, really old country, right. 90s country, and then today's whatever you want to call today's. Um, yeah. But, yeah, Ryan uh, Ryan was great. They brought a fifth and... Uh, they cleaned it we up. We all shared it, didn't we? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was good. That was good. John's wife or girlfriend or uh, lady, lady last yeah, night yeah, was yeah. was uh, shaking her fist at me. She was like, I've never seen him like that after the episode. <laughs> <laughs> I said, I promise I didn't force that it That was so funny. Yeah, that was good. <laughs> episode 36, um, this dude surprised me. Yes, he did. Uh, Charlie Collins. Um, this guy is great. Yes. Um, remind me where he's from. Uh, well, I don't know offhand. I think he lives up in Martinsburg area. I, I think so. He, okay. I, I, I remember he served our country. And yeah. He, yep. he worked on his craft while he was overseas. Yeah, Air, I remember Air that. Force firefighter, yeah. if I remember correctly. Yeah. Uh, and Charlie's got a lot of songs out. He's on all the streaming platforms. Um, he's even had his face on the billboard in Times uh, Time Square. Square. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Yep. That's right. I forgot about that. So That's cool. haven't heard Charlie's name around a whole lot, so we got to look into him, yeah. see where he's at. Yeah, we got to catch up with him for sure. Episode 37 was uh, The River's Edge, and Matt was able to join us last night at the picnic. We appreciate that. It was good catching up with him. But they were a lot of fun. The cool thing about River's Edge is we timed that show right as they were getting ready to release um, their new uh, their new. It was an EP or long. I don't remember if it was an LP or an EP. I don't remember. Um, it was. A, a I new think release. it was an EP. I think it was an EP too. And then the music video to go yes, with it. Right, exactly. And and they sent that to us by the way, which was phenomenal. There's a link I think on our Facebook page. You can get to it. There is. Um, but River's Edge was a lot of fun, and the cool thing about it um, is is um, uh, shoot, I lost my track, my train of thought there. But you know, when Matt, Chris, and Deb came, oh, that's what it was. They were going to play music. Um, they were going to debut their song at the Alamo. That's where I wanted to go with that. Yep. Remember that? And they opened up uh, and did a show out there. We were unable to make it, unfortunately. But boy, I bet that was a lot of fun. Yeah, that was their um, music video release too. Yes, they did it the that's same what night. It was. Gotcha. Yep. Okay, gotcha. 
Episode 38 was maybe one of the more uh, eye-opening ones for us. Yeah. Uh, and, of course, uh, a local legend here in the Winchester area, Golder O'Neill. And we went to the Shenandoah Conservatory yep. uh, in their Dolby Atmos recording studio, which if you've never been in a Dolby Atmos recording studio, there's microphones absolutely everywhere, yep. and there's equipment that's worth more than my life <laughs> in that room. Um, but holy cow, Golder is not only, of course, a, um, a professor with the conservatory, uh, has been for a very, very long time. Yes. He's always been an educator. He's also a world-class bass player. Yes, he is. He absolutely is. And it was one of those episodes, Chris, this show has allowed us to do a lot of the things. One thing I'm always happy is it's reunited both of us with people that we've known from when we were younger. And also that is we've made a lot of new friends, too, from the people that we've met. But Golder's an old friend, uh, someone that I knew from back in the day. And I knew how important he was to you know Shenandoah and then also to the music scene around here. And he's just so gracious, and he's always so nice and, and humble. And man, but what you said is so true. That recording studio over there is amazing, and it's open to the public. Holy cow. You got to pay a little bit you to do, get in there. But, but I mean, yeah, you can go use it. You can go use yeah. it, and they'll do your work for you. Wow. Um, but yeah, he's just a world class guy. R- remind everybody how you knew him back in the day. So I played in a group uh, that was made up mainly of Shenandoah musicians. Um, you know, and give a shout out. Who's yeah, in? yeah. My gosh, it was it was the lost sheep, and it was Shep, Stacy, and myself. And I'm going to remember last names: John Fink, Chris, and Aaron. And I don't remember Chris and Aaron's number, but you know, I was literally along for the ride. These guys were stupid good. They were so good. Um, but I was I had a lot of fun, and we you know played around town a little bit. We end up winning the Battle of the Bands at Shenandoah, which is my one claim to fame, I think, because you know when you when you win that Battle of the Bands, yeah. you're competing against a pretty good, yeah, you know, pretty good people, and we we won that year. And the prize was recording studio time uh, at their at that time was their new recording uh, studio, which was up the hill near the Goodson Chapel. It's moved since then, um, and so I got to know Golder because you know drums take the longest a lot of times. You have to mic drums and get them to sound, and and he was patient with me because I had no clue what I was doing. You know, but he was very patient, uh, taught me how to tune drums better, and um, and then he just became such a good friend. And, and like I said, I think it was because he was I knew how important and how good of a musician he was, but he treated me like we yeah. were best friends. So you yeah. won't find that in a recording studio normally. No, uh, no. The uh, the engineer will not tell you how to to tune your drums. <laughs> uh, no, sir. The next one is one that I really got excited for, uh, and again reunited me with uh, with one of my a couple of my old friends, people that I've known, uh, and that was we brought in the the Rush tribute band or tribute to the music of Rush, Caressing Steel, and we had Terry Oates and John and Scott Larry, Scott John Simmons, I should say, Doug uh, Doug was with us, and um, and we had a great time. Um, Doug Hardy, by the way, I should say, uh, we had a great time just hanging out with him, talking shop. I mean, Terry's got a great personality, Terry Oates, and and uh, and he was able to sort of just sort of open the door to the to the whole band and how it came together and and of course it's a tribute to the, my favorite band so I was in hog heaven that night we had a good time uh, and that's another one where I opened <laughs> opened my big mouth and said I've never really been a fan of Rush and then everybody just wanted to kill me so no nah, um, not at all yeah it again opened my eyes to some musicians who are extremely talented yes. who've just been in this in this business for. A long, long time, and and way better than I can ever be. Um, episode forty, another one of our top episodes top yes. one in the top five is Chris Hunt Jr. Yep, 
Uh, the dude just started playing music. When I say just started, I mean within the last couple of years. Uh, and you would never know it. Yep. You never know it when you hear this guy sing, write music, whatever. He takes, uh, I, I guess that he learns from listening. Uh, and he does it great. You know, he's got, uh, every time you turn around, this dude's putting out a new song. Yep. Um, even if it's just a song idea, it's out there. Yep. It's on uh, YouTube. You got to go follow him on YouTube. But uh, I think Chris is going places, man. Yeah, I do, too. Turquoise Troubadour was hanging out with us last night, too. It was good to see him. Yeah, man. That's for sure. And you know who else was with us on episode 41 was Jeff Foose. Yeah. Jeff came out uh, last night as well. Now, Jeff uh, resides up in the eastern panhandle, uh, but he comes down here a whole lot to play music. Yeah, he does. Um, Again, a dude who's been doing it for a long, long time. He's got a songbook of several hundred songs. Yes. Genuine guy. And if you remember right on that episode, Chris, he, he opened his heart a little bit, too, about issues that he'd had. Yeah, I know he's had you know, a son that was dealing with some addiction problems. And, and you know, that's tough for people to talk about. And you could see that Jeff was glad to talk about it because there was success out of it. Yeah. But it's pain, painful for him. And it was really an honor for him to come in and kind of share that story and, and just become a great friend of the show. Absolutely. Yeah. Episode 42 was Ronnie Wolford from uh, Ronnie Wolford and 50 West. Yeah. Uh, another kind of new band, a family-centered band. Uh, and Ronnie was a great guest for us. He really was, man. You know, we had to shuffle the schedule around a little bit right yeah. here, if you yep. remember. You're right. And uh, he, he he came sort of last minute on, on a phone call from you, I believe. And uh, my gosh, he came in and just did a great job. It was so funny because uh, I have some friends that live out in the Cape and Bridge area. And, you know shame on them but they called me after the episode and i never knew you had a podcast they told me and i'm like well now you know you better be listening all the time but thank goodness ronnie wolford opened up some doors for us for more listeners that's right for the yep. podcast which is really cool yep uh talk about a walking miracle man episode 43 was marv ashby from marv ashby and high octane another reunited friend of mine which was really important and you know i caught up with marv after a long time marvin well, actually, that band I talked about from Shenandoah, Marvin, was kind enough to do sound for us on a lot of our shows back then. And I knew then he was, you know, he had, he had his own band. They were doing a lot of things. Marv was a Southern rock guy. Um, and then, you know, I lost track of him a little bit. And as you mentioned, he's had some health problems for sure. Yeah. And, yeah. and uh, you know, I, you can finish up and tell him about it because I know he's been traveling all over and, you know, it was really. Yeah, it's just a, a story of perseverance that you guys can never understand. Uh, and when he sat here and told us, I think we might have felt it differently than you did across the microphone. Yeah. Uh, but we're super glad that he came and told his story. He goes, like, you know, up to uh, – has to go to U the University of West Virginia hospital up there and, and have these treatments for his – you know, for all of his cancers and ailments that he has. He's a walking miracle, just like you said. Unbelievable. Yeah. I think at the end of that episode, I was almost crying. I was like, that's ridiculous. Yeah. This dude would actually come and sit with us. such a good attitude, yes. Yep. And, man, guys, he's playing the 14th at Backseat. Go see him and support him and yep. cheer for him. Got to do that. Yeah. Go we ahead. Had, yeah. I'm sorry. No, episode 44, we had someone that we have been reaching out to for a while. It took us a little bit of time on this one. But Misha Heron and Brian Coberly joined us for that. And they joined us last night, too, which is so good. It was good to see Misha. Wow, that was a good episode. It was. Um, and uh, after Misha left, I remember Brian looking at me and goes, that girl can sing. <laughs> yes, that's she what can. He, That's exactly what he said. Um, you know, she came, she brought her tailor. Um, yeah. And we had a good episode here. Um, you know, she's just so easy to talk to. 
Uh, and so is Brian. Brian's right there by yeah, her side. Yeah. Um, but she come in last night saying, hey, I'm Misha. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm going to go get some food, but I'll come back and talk to you. It was She's so cool. So kind. She talked about her days growing up in Chicago, if you remember, and all the places that she'd been to and played with and some of the famous people she's played with. And yeah. Man, yeah. she's very accomplished. That was a good episode. Episode 45 was Randy Corbin. Yeah. Uh, if you guys remember, Randy is um, a guitarist for Blue Ridge Rain. And uh, he hit some spots that you used to yeah. frequent out in the the Maryland, Baltimore area, yeah, right? Yeah, we talked some shop about that, that's for sure. Um, yeah, he's he's cut some chops. He's, he worked in, a, it, uh, I think it was uh, Venom and Music, or might have, I don't know if it was Venom, it's one of the music stores down near the city. Uh, cross paths, you know, people like Brian Forsyth from, from Kicks and everything. So we talked a lot of shop about that. Uh, he's very accomplished himself, and he's, you know, of course, as you say, he's playing with Blue Ridge Rain. I ran into him here when we went to see the Kicks tribute band. Take that back, Def Leppard tribute band here a couple of weeks ago, and uh, he really reiterated how much fun he had on the show. So that was a great show with Randy, too. Yep. Episode 46, this is one that Brian landed. Yeah. And again, it was extremely unique. Uh, so glad for this opportunity. But Steve Narangis. Yeah. Um, uh, an owner, partner, operator of the Alamo Draft House in Winchester, uh, joined us uh, for episode 46. And, uh, of course, he and why it caught your attention uh, is he's responsible for the documentary or the rockumentary of Hammerjacks. Yeah, yeah. It, it, that really meant a lot to me. I've known Steve and his family um, forever. It seems like I graduated with his brother, as I mentioned. Um, but, you know, it was one of those things where I was nostalgic about those sort of places about the time I heard that they were doing this rockumentary. And so I kind of laid in the tall grass and waited for him to, to finish it up so I could pounce on him and get him on the show. And, um, you know, and, and Steve, Steve can talk music for hours and tell you some of the coolest stories. And he has rubbed elbows and, and talked to some very, very famous people. And, um, you know, and, and he, he's, he's even, it's funny. He even goes the next step. He's, he's a little bit more heavy edged than I am, Chris, you know, he likes the monolith and some of the ones that are a little bit edgier. Yep. Um, and he follows these people around, even like you know, myself, we're, we're in our fifties now. And I still love going out and seeing, you know, live music and especially the live music that I'm into. So I enjoyed Steve very much. Sure did. Yeah, and you know, film is one of those things where I've always been into good good movies, and I know you have too. It's yeah. just, man, it's hard to find time. Uh, but it's just the whole film industry together, just sitting in the the, the lobby at uh, the Alamo at their bar, um, it's just a phenomenal feel, y'all. If you don't have time to go watch a movie, just go sit at their bar. Yeah, it's just as much fun, if not more. It really is. Yeah, we roll around episode forty seven. This is you know we're getting within the past month and a half ago or so. We travel once again out to Robbie's place out in uh, southern Frederick County, and we caught up with the second band that he's in called Crosswinds. And boy, that was a lot of fun, too. That's right. Uh, we had Dale, Robbie, Kara, Jason, and Matt. Yeah. Um, and these guys have been playing. Now, uh, Crosswinds has been kind of playing in the area for 40-plus years. Right. 40-plus years is kind of wild. Unbelievable. Uh, and they told us how it was all built up from the ground. Uh, of course, Dale was one of the Dale and Robbie were original, or was it just Dale that was original? I want to say Dale. I just want to say Dale. Just yeah, Dale. I think just Dale. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, they practice up there in Robbie's space, um, and and they're tight. Of course, the Strohsniders are all yeah. All three of them are extremely uh, talented, uh, and Robbie is just uh, yeah. He has a great place to practice, but he's 
yeah. amazing on his instruments too. And it's cool how Kara made her way into the band and she turned out to be the diamond in the rough, I think, yep. the way they describe it. That was yep. pretty cool for sure. Episode 48, um, we reached out. You you put this together and I was so thankful you did. We had Kenny and Jeannie, I believe it was. Yep, yep. Um, they came out to us and this is the the, uh, the Cannon Fire Country Music Festival that's taking place this coming weekend that we were talking about. We had them on to promote their show and boy, they spent some time with us. And gosh, they were so gracious, man. Just such good stories. Very humble again. You know, it was Kenny just found it in his heart um, to do this music festival. The first year was last year. And uh, he, he had had some experience helping with others, but he sort of did it on the fly. It worked out great. Jeannie's a great supporter for him. And boom, man, they're putting together a very successful music festival. It was fun. Yeah, and again, this is another story about uh, somebody who has had a, a personal story um, with his son and shared that with us. Uh, again, an episode when he told the story, I just kind of felt like crying a little bit for him. Yeah. Again, amazing that this guy... Uh, is is heading this effort up. It is not for profit. It yeah. is all for charity. Yeah. And so that's even cool, uh, even more cool. And you and I both know because we both volunteer for a lot of different things. You know, volunteer time is hard to come by. Oh yeah. And you know, when you don't make any money out of it, you're doing it for the love of it. That means something. Yep. Episode forty nine uh, was Brent Funkhauser. Yeah. Uh, and again, uh, had some scheduling conflicts. He was supposed to be in earlier, which is just fine because we have endless shows that we can get. That's him on. right. That's right. Uh, but Brent is a singer songwriter. The dude, uh, not only sings and plays, he also organizes some, uh, he has a couple projects, uh, of, of organizing local so- uh, songwriters yeah. and doing, and doing songwriting in the round, um, at local places here in Winchester, uh, on towards uh, Northern Virginia, right? Just a lot of different places. Um, the dude's a good soul. Yes, he really is. And, and and another person that sort of has played different styles of music, bluegrass and country and everything. He's, he's a lot of fun to hang out with Brent. Episode fifty uh, was my buddy Mike Optoff, or Offie, as you guys yeah. might know him, or DJ Offie. Um, another guy that just uh, completely floored me. He's been playing in bands since he was in high school. I guess I knew that, but uh, not really. So he had to remind me, and um, he produces his own music. He produces yep. other people's music. Um, if you're looking for a uh, some sort of producer or recorder, look at Mike, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. He can help you out. Smart guy. And uh, thank goodness he came last night, too. Got to spend some time with Mike. Um, you know, And like I said, he's just got a lot of different irons in the fire all the time. He's still got his DJ thing, but he's doing a lot more of his own music. And then, as you mentioned, recording. He's way smarter than I'll ever be. That's for works sure. for NPR. Yeah, I forgot about that. That's not right. Not a lot of people could say. Yeah, that's sure. a, that's very interesting to me too. And then our uh, episode last week was episode fifty-one with Mission Road. Yeah, man, and it was really cool for a lot of reasons. Um, I think we finished it up right. Polly Coconuts uh, has been an emailer to me uh, for I don't know how many, you know, almost since the show's inception. And we found out that we had a lot in common for other shows. We both enjoy the Tony Kornheiser show. We talk about that a lot. Uh, and we talked about getting his band on, and we end up meeting Christina and, and Elliot as well. Um, and they have a duo that they go around and play, and then they also have the Mission Road Band, and they're playing nearly every weekend. As a matter of fact, when they came to the show, pardon me, the picnic last night, Elliot and Christina had just finished up playing yesterday afternoon. So wow. they're busy, yeah. but gosh, such nice people. Yeah. Um, and you know, that brings us to episode 52. Yeah. So here we are, man. It took us, um, just about an hour to go through 51 episodes of content 
we've made endless hours of content for yes. you guys. Um, and uh, it's it's been well received, I think, right? Yeah, we really have. I mean, you know, I, I always put it out there and I ask you and I ask everybody that I come in contact with, what would you do different? What would you change? You know, and that type of thing. And most people are like, you know, the one common thread which surprised me a little bit is people say, yeah, you can make it a little longer. You know, I've heard that. And I'm like, yeah, okay, I, I see that. I also don't want to go past people's ex- attention spans. But we've got a whole nother, you know, I, you and I have talked and we're going to keep this thing going for a while. And, and uh, you know, I wanted to make it better. We brought the, you know, the question of the show in, which I think has been popular too. Um, you've done a fantastic job just simply getting the thing posted and, and putting it together and working with all the commercials and everything, Chris. I mean, I just simply couldn't do it without you, that's for sure. Yeah, and I think it's gotten a little bit past that technical part of figuring out um, what the hell we're doing, and <laughs> and then it's really gotten to okay, we can, you know, we're we're a lot more comfortable doing this thing now. We yeah. sit down, we press yeah. record, and we just we're off. Um, you know, we have uh, should we say numbers? We'll say a few numbers. Yeah, sure. Not, not a whole lot of numbers. Share them. Yeah. Um, we have over three hundred Spotify followers, so you guys. Thank you for that. That's incredible. Um, I know there's way more than 300 of you out there that have listened to us. Yes, yeah. It's um, a little bit obscured, but yeah. A- approaching 17,000 views. Yeah. Um, and those are real plays. Those are real people. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I-, I think that you guys like where we're putting out, but uh, confirmation is always positive for us. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know? um, and, you know, one thing that you said was, you know, get a little bit longer. We started our episodes at uh, 30 ish yep. minutes 30 yep. max uh and we said well we'll stop it there and then yeah folks ask for more uh episode 52 is going on an hour and 15 minutes wow so, yeah, yeah, yeah we've talked a little bit um but you know I, I, it, it's turned out to be much more than i ever anticipated uh, i have you you and and but mostly the listeners and of course the talent to thank for making this what it is i mean it sort of grew its own life and we're just kind of hanging on for the ride right now and, and man i'm having a good time doing it yeah, me too. Uh, it's all the people we meet. It's all um, it, it's that positive feedback we get from the artists yeah. and um, you know their fan base. Even that when we post an episode and they comment or uh, you know we just see the views spike, it's uh, it makes us feel like we're doing something that's beneficial, right? And that's the whole point, right? Right. So, folks, I'm telling you, you know, we're going to wrap this thing up here. I, I don't want to get too sentimental, about it, but one thing I want to get out of all this is continue to support these local artists. Um, these people are out here grinding and they're sharing their talents and they're sharing their personalities and their, their, you know, their families are sharing their time away from them. Uh, they're putting their heart and soul in this thing, man. If you've got time to go see somebody live, you've been putting it off for whatever reason, stop it. Go see them. Go support them. They need you. That's right. Uh, and as Brian said, we got more episodes coming. So yeah, man. Stay tuned. Follow us on Facebook. Hit us up on the Gmail, uh, MusiciansCafe1 uh, at gmail.com. Yep. Facebook page, message us, call us. You guys, most of you who listen have our cell phone numbers. Give us a call. Yep. Uh, if you have any suggestions for folks that you want to hear on the show, you want to hear again, let us know. That's right. That's um, right. We'll never know unless you tell us. So, Got Phil Zuckerman coming up next week, and he's going to tell us all about the anniversary the 100th anniversary of the hanley high school and the music that's gonna be going on this year so that's gonna be a lot of fun chris that's right uh, i don't think i'll be able to make it but uh definitely if you guys are hanley graduates or, or just from the winchester area you gotta you gotta head out <laughs> yeah it's gonna be a lot of fun for sure 
Well, folks, man, once again, we appreciate you spending so much time with us, Chris. I'm going to thank you over and over again because you just do a great job for me. I appreciate that. You're welcome. Yeah, man. And uh, you folks out there, take care. Thank you so much for making our podcast a success. I still see people riding in that left lane, and you know what I think about that. So please go back to driving school and realize you're breaking the law. Nobody camping in the left lane. But until we meet again, peace.